0: Since I just school I had it no for today I hit the radio dial And turn it up all the way I play in
1: The UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Jay. and I'm Finn, and we are just settled into our brand new podcasting studio here in Oxford, UK. We've moved, um, brand new studio, brand new kit, uh, upgraded everything. So uh, here we are, next level. Let's go. Hopefully, um, it'll sound better to you guys that are listening out there. Uh, we, we've always had fairly good production on the, on the podcast, but uh, we've upped the game a little bit. Spent a bit more money relocated to another building and the best part about uh being in this build in this building it's not where it used to be no uh we <laughs> are now in the same building as the beer fridge that is true we do have a fridge the big outdoor beer fridge yeah. as opposed to the indoor beer fridge
2: with a maple leafs air hockey table and jersey behind yeah. us so
1: we've moved into the leafs lounge um here in uh in the uk hockey fam headquarters And uh, so we're really excited And um, so if it sounds a little different We're going to be tweaking this production and whatnot this time Until we get it absolutely perfect like we had it before And uh, so bear with us This is the uh, first new podcast from our new studio with new podcasting kit Uh, So big doings um, for me on the hockey scene Yes,
2: you joined a team (laughs) Or played, either one
1: (laughs) (coughs) You make it sound like this is the first team I've ever joined. But in fact, there's (laughs) there's a brand new team starting out uh, in Oxford. Yeah. Brand new team starting up. Um, One of the guys there that's um, heavily involved with the Oxford Stars is uh, starting up a new club. I don't want to say too much about it because uh, we're just getting up and running. We'll probably do some more reveal information on that in a future episode. But yeah, brand new team is always exciting um when you get a new team up and running and we think I think we've got a line on uh, on a team sponsor as well and that's uh, if that comes through it'll be uh, super exciting news as well. So more on that as uh, as we head into the winter, new team for me, new studio for us.
2: Yeah, and we'll be we'll uh, both be playing at the same rink now.
1: That's true. That's true too. That's a slight reveal but hey, you know. Um and uh also on uh, t- today's episode, uh, Cliffy's back. Yes. So uh, after so last last episode, he was on with um, our favorite Rachie Cartwright, swoon, swoon, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she did a fantastic interview with Scott, and um, and it was great to have that on the podcast. This time, Cliffy himself will be on the show as per usual, talking to us about uh, hockey around the UK. So looking forward to that coming up shortly on this episode. What else we got this week, Finn?
2: Well, we've uh, got our uh, Leafs roundup, which Leafs. is um, going to be a lot more positive than it, than it was uh, so a while yeah, back.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we uh, we haven't done a podcast because of the studio move and everything else. I think it's been a, almost two weeks since we were on. Uh, so, again, apologies there. We do have uh, other lives that we do. This is a bit of a sideline. So, um, it is a struggle for us to try and get one out every single week, but we do our best. And so, there's been quite a few... Uh, Lease games since we're last on. Uh, There's been news, certainly big news around coaching, and uh, all sorts of other stuff happening around the league. And um, well, there's loads. Should we jump in? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, where do you want to start? You want to go back over the lease games, really quickly since we were last on. We won't dig too deep because loads of these are almost ancient history now.
2: Let I'm going to do it in the sense that I'm going to do the one game with uh before the big news say the big news yeah and we'll talk about it and then we'll go through the games with the new guy
1: okay yeah cool i'll bet cliff he will have a uh a, an opinion on all that too yeah he said he might do yeah okay okay we'll, we'll see what he says when, he, when we get on anyway let's stop being um evasive and, uh, <laughs> get into it actually get into it so lease v vegas
2: yes vegas um we lost the game four two uh which isn't great no that's a um, bummer Jason Spetzer scores the first goal in the third period. Scoreless first period. Oh right.
1: my Oh my god. <sighs> this beer tastes way better in the new studio than the old one. How? <laughs> I don't know. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it in here. Right, sorry. What it's were you nice, saying?
2: Um uh so yeah, uh there's scoreless uh first period. Uh Vegas scores uh, to make it one 0 in the second. And then Jason Spetzer ties it up one one in the third period. Yeah. Uh with this going to Ilya Mikheyev. Right. Uh Vegas score uh, two more uh goals. And then Zach Hyman, back from injury.
1: Yeah, Zachary. Welcome sc- back.
2: Scores his uh first goal of the season. Fantastic. With this going to Jason Spezza, his second point of the night. And Spezza Tyson putting up some Barry.
1: Points. Right. Let's not dig too much into the detail of the other ones until we get nearer to where we are now. So that was Leafs v Vegas. And I think from there they went to Arizona. First off. Go on.
2: This is where the big news comes up. Oh, yeah. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. I'm s- so I'm sitting down
2: straight after this Vegas game. Yeah. Mike Babcock is fired as the Leafs head
1: coach. Talk about coming out of nowhere. So I honestly didn't really see anything around social media or any of the normal news outlets to indicate that this was about to happen.
2: It just kind of happened. Like there've been rumors since the start of the season, but they're like rumors, right?
1: I think that everybody was secretly thinking wow, Babs needs a win here soon. Otherwise uh, he's uh, gone, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think that we all saw the sand running out of the hourglass really on that. Yeah. Uh, but it did come as a big surprise, total surprise um, on the night. So uh, end of that game and boom, he's out. Yeah. So um, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on Babcock gone?
2: I'm happy and sad at the same time in the f- right. in the sense that... The happy sad man. Yeah, I mean it's... It's great, and it's not at the same time, because... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 think, think about this. <laughs> okay, carry on. Th- yeah. Think about this. He was a big... He was a very sought-after head coach. He's huge. After winning the, Oli- the Olympics let's be with f- Team Let's Canada. be honest here.
1: Mike Babcock is an amazing coach. One of the best in the world.
2: I have something that m- might change that. Go on, then. No, do, you want, do you want me to tell you now? He once
1: gave you an uh, Indian burn.
2: No, it comes with my favorite player, oh. Mitch Marno.
1: Oh, right. He gave you an Indian uh, Arm burn. Mitch Marner would never do that. Well, no. I don't. It, so this story,
2: this story I found out um, via the Steve Dangle podcast. It was on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to those and, guys And um, so did you hear the Mitch Marner-Babcock story mm. in Mitch Marner's...
1: Oh, God. Yeah, it makes you want to cry if it's the maker list one. Yeah. So yeah, 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 go on.
2: for people who haven't seen this already or haven't heard, um, Mike Babcock at the start of Mitch Marner's first season uh, he saw that Mana wasn't trying his his very best at practice, and he wasn't putting his all into it, and he wasn't showing a lot of um,
1: Well, well I- in fact, that was Babcock's, you know, perspective Opin- was opinion. Uh, M- Mitch Mana agreed. Well, at the time, he yeah. said he was like f- ten years old or something. Yeah, I mean, he does, he still looks about ten years old. <laughs> Anyways, um, a, a young kid rookie with yeah. stars in his eyes.
2: Um, yeah. So, uh, and Bab- Bab's like obviously gets cross at him, and then he says that Mitch has to make a list. Of all of the veterans on the team, and say who no it was
1: veterans. Mm, I'm not so sure. Uh, so I or players. So okay. yeah, all so you right. had to make a list of all the play uh, of the players that weren't putting in a hundred percent effort. In order. Yeah. And uh, and this is the p- part that breaks your heart. He puts himself last on the list. As yeah. In, as in, he felt personally. He thought that the right answer was to put himself last, and that's what Babs yeah. was saying.
2: and but no, but then the worst thing was. So oh yeah, it the, gets worse. The, this was between them and like the coach's office or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Babs then Babs um, shows it to the rest of the team.
1: Yeah, he tells everybody else who m- Mitch put on the list. I mean, that is that's just cruel. That's awful, you know. And it's a um, it, do you know what's really weird, is how that story only came out after he left. So, in a way, that just goes to show how loyal all those guys were to Babcock, right? Yeah. Because stor- a story like that should have come out at the time. But, of course, it surfaces within hours, seemingly, of him uh, getting canned. So, uh, no, that's that's horrible. And that's, that's, that's an awful thing. But, you know, this guy, I don't want to tar his career with that one incident. You know, that's a bit weird. And there may be more to the context of that. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was a he brought the t- he he arrived when we needed someone we needed a coach to get stuck in and turn around the fortunes for um for Leafs. and uh, and in came mike Babcock. and everybody loved him at the time and in fact everybody loved him for certainly the first couple seasons so nobody can take that away from him he um you know he was exactly what lees needed at that point which was a shed load of discipline yeah and uh, somebody to sort out the organization of the team and uh, you know, established the the lines and the and the stru- team strategy and all those sorts of you know, almost coaching, admini type things. But because he's an expert in sort of building teams, it was like you say that was his um, greatest strength. But it also was his downfall. In that, really, in the end, the reason why he was shown the door was because he got the team to the point of it's all organized, everybody's disciplined, they're setting the roles and whatnot. And then they needed to find another gear to become a cup-challenging team. And uh, to do that, he needed to modernize his methods and things like that. And he just didn't. His old-school approach was yeah. just not up to it.
2: Well, the, this whole old-school approach to most things has been a big thing in the NHL, especially uh, also with the Don Cherry firing, he mm-hmm. showing his old ways and the whole Coach's Corner thing.
1: Certainly a theme in the last couple of podcasts is, uh, you know, These old traditional heroes falling like logs at the moment.
2: Uh, Just because they need they need to change their ways and they just can't adapt in that way. Well,
1: yeah, people, big figures attached to a sport that's all ever evolving need to evolve with the sport. If you don't, you find yourself on the outside, right?
2: Exactly. Um, I have got some things for Babs here. Okay. And we'll talk about the loyalty thing because I I agree with you in that they were loyal, but there's a difference between loyalty. And the lengths of wanting to die for your coach, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and yeah. we'll talk about yeah, this in yeah, a minute. Yeah, there's degrees of loyalty. Um,
2: but we will, uh, we will, uh, shine a bit of light on Babs' career, you know. Oh right, okay. Here so, we go. I found a post by TSN called "End of an Era." A post, like a nake- pose a
1: naked pose of <laughs> post. Post. Oh right, a post. Okay. Um, God, that's <laughs> less alarming.
2: It's a post uh, by TSN called "End of an Era." Okay. And it's uh, Babcock's career with the Leafs. Right. So he joined in 2015, 2016. That's right. Uh, their record was 29, 42, and 11, and they missed the playoffs. Yep. That was before Matthews. That's right. 2016, 2017, they got Matthews, uh, Neilander Romana came to play for the team. Yep.
1: Uh I can't uh, believe those guys all turned up at once, but anyway. Yeah, it's mad.
2: Yeah. Um, And their record was 40, 27, and 15. Yep. Uh, they lost in the first round.
1: Th- yeah, again.
2: 2017, tw- uh, 2017 2018. Yeah. Uh, they went 49, 26, and 7. Yeah. Lost in first round. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, they went forty six, twenty eight, and eight, yeah, and they lost in the first round. Yeah, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, this season, they went nine, ten, and four, and he was fired. Yeah, it's just yeah. a breakdown.
1: I mean, he that that is uh, when you when you when you read them out in order like that, it's sort of like oh, God, he did a he did a pretty good job when while he was there, right? Twenty nine mi- wins turns up and gets him into the playoffs four years in a row. Three, three years in a row. Yeah, and then has a crap start to a season, and he's straight out the door. If if you
2: look at the win, the wins in this uh this whole thing. Yeah. And if you literally just judge it by wins and losses in the record. Yeah. It literally goes from twenty nine to forty. So you got the upwards uh the upwards um line. Yeah. Um, and then you get forty nine, which is like the pinnacle. Yeah. And then it goes. 40 check you out with your pinnacles. Thanks. Um, <laughs> then it goes forty-six, so it's kind of going, it's kind of going down a bit, and they get twenty-nineteen, twenty-twenty, and they got nine. I mean, that's not—I know that's not a whole season. Well, but it's, it's nine, ten, and four. a third of a season, but yeah, nine, ten, and four—that's bad.
1: Well, that is terrible. It's a terrible start. I mean, you know, y- you got to ask yourself though. So there, there, there must have been more behind the scenes, right? So what you never see as a fan is uh, what his relationships like with the front office. You know, whether him and Shanahan and, peop- and uh, Dubas and things like that are still getting on, you know, because tensions can run high. And, uh, and, and it could be, you know, I- on the face of it, when you're into the playoffs three years in a row and you're having a bit of a I- dodgy start to the fourth year or whatever, generally you'd give that coach a bit of space. Unless, you know, tensions had already grown between that, him in the front office and things and you don't know right like maybe they're at one another all the time maybe there are shouting matches It's, it's all possible right and uh and it wouldn't take much to push the likes of uh Shanahan and Dubas and whatnot over the edge and say, you know what you're out man
2: yeah I mean I actually reckon it was Dubas that came up with the final say Seeing as Shanahan played under underbaps.
1: Well, it's it's a business, right, sadly? Yeah, I know. So hockey's a business, and we talked about this on, on previous episodes. It's a business. It's money. Dubas is your bags-of-money guy. Shanahan's the man with the plan, and, uh, you know, Dubas has done his part and spent loads of money, found some incredible players.
2: Made an incredible team.
1: Shanahan continues to keep the Maple Leafs one of the most popular sports clubs globally in any sport. Yeah. And the only guy left in that sort of trifecta is Babcock. And if the other two decide he's not pulling his weight, you're out. Ooh, that hurt my ears. <laughs> that really hurt, yeah. That's a new podcasting That's kit. <laughs> can you hear a pin drop can in see here. see the spike. I know, i got bl- <laughs> blood pouring out of my ears here.
2: Just like, I think you've broken it. No, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's no, it. Um, uh, so yeah, so Babs is fired. And they bring in
1: Marley's head coach. That's right. Sheldon Keefe. Up steps Mr. Keefe. I believe his brother... Which is how British people say the name, Keith.
2: <laughs> Keith. <laughs> wow, you're just just being mean to everyone now? I'm
1: <laughs> not being mean to anyone. I'm <laughs> <Not laughs> being mean to anyone, that's my hilarity.
2: Sh- Sheldon Keefe. Keith. Keith, um,
1: yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like the, uh, the drummer for the band The Who, Keith Moon. <laughs> well, what's that guy, the guitar player way. for the Rolling Stones? Sorry? The guitar player for the Rolling Stones. Go on. Keith. You know, Mick and Keefe. Come on, man. No. Oh, God. You are a child. Too young.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, Sheldon Keefe comes in, mm-hmm. and he signed a three-year contract to be the Leafs head coach. Uh, yeah. It's good.
1: Three years, yeah. It's all right. I mean... We'll get, we'll get, get to test him out, and we're I've not locked in forever. By the way, we're stuck with a big, fat old contract with Babcock, aren't we? So if we if you dig into that...
2: No, because okay. no, no, there's only... um only uh this this year this year li- is last year I think of the contract it's a 5 year contract
1: so i think you'll find that he's a very expensive coach with a bunch of contract left not not ages but somebody's got a so somebody gets him, I think, if they pick him up on the cheap, because the Leafs have to pick up the slack or something like that. I was listening to, I think Steve uh, Dangle was talking about it.
2: No, yeah, no, no, yeah. So we still do have to pay him, but it's. I think I think it's either the end of this year or the end of next year. But who's gonna it's pick that, that guy long. up?
1: You know. So there he is. Uh, sorry to backtrack on Bobrov. No, no, it's good, good. But the poor guy. I mean, he is a winning championship coach, right? But the circumstances that he left under leaves him in a pretty dubious position to try and get another gig with but anyway we've moved on to talking about uh keith
2: yeah so sheldon keith i remember scott mentioning the name keith and i believe sheldon's brother is a coach either coach for the steelers or someone like
1: that that's right that's right uh yeah don't look at uh we'll get we'll jump we'll ask we'll ask scott when he's on about yeah um but yeah uh and he seems like a nice guy right So you hear him talk and whatever. He seems like a nice guy. And then there's that whole, I don't know if you're going to jump on this, but the whole uh, locker room scene with uh, JT and the puck.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. no, We will talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Don't Google me out there. (laughs) It's (laughs) broke. So, yeah. So was it first game with Sheldon Keefe? Yes. End of the game. They do the thing with the game puck. Yep. In the the, uh, uh, locker room.
2: Big boy JT.
1: Big boy JT, the captain, awards somebody with the game puck. Somebody that they, that he, I guess he or maybe the team or whatever. Every, if you get the game puck, everybody knows you deserve it or whatever. And instead of giving it to one of the players, he gives it to Keith. Yeah. And he says, here, c- here, here, coach, here's, you know, future starts now or something like that. Yeah. Which was really classy, right? That's actually a, a real Matthews type thing to do. And uh, chucks, oh, him pack, Matthew, so. chuck, chucks him the puck. Ch- uh, Thank so Chucks him the puck. JT Chucks Keith puck. Do you remember this? And he like bobbles it. I think catches it like just ungodly. manages to <laughs> catch it uh so <laughs> yeah a full class man he wasn't expecting it to come to him at all which was you know another sort of like tigri moment yeah. th- that it was so unexpected he didn't it wasn't even ready for it to be checked to him so that's cool um where does that put us in terms of the games we were talking about uh this is yotes. Uh, yotes, yotes was yotes. his first game that's right
2: against phil the thrill
1: castle oh yeah who's not having a great season He's not. He's not having a too bad season. I he mean is not having a great season. He's in my fantasy team, and he's contributing <laughs> uh, about a donut. 2 and points and then he ate it.
2: Uh, I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> no, it's a, a hot dog. Come
1: oh, uh, believe me, I know it's a hot dog. But that guy will hoover up anything around, <laughs> a- any sort of pastry or bun type items. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, anything edible. <laughs> uh, um,
1: yeah. So playing against Phil, the thrill, away to Yotes? away to yo- uh, I can't
2: remember.
1: I can't remember. But uh, a win, I believe.
2: Yes. uh, Yeah, it was away. Yeah, this will all part of a road trip. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, the other thing on this road trip... Yeah. ...you see Mitch Marner flew over. Oh, yeah. In- with Inj- the injured Mitchie. Here. The the legend Mitch Marner, I'll have you know.
1: Le- legend. Uh, what's he got wrong with him again? He's a paper, uh, paper cut in his thumb.
2: High ankle sprain.
1: High ankle sprain, as if that's a thing. <laughs> I
2: mean, he looked in pain. <laughs> We've uh, been through this. He did, yeah.
1: When he was on the ice... Uh, with that crumpled ankle and trying to get off and the guys leaned over with their sticks trying to pull him over to the side. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Mitchie went out to that game um, and uh, and he was uh, bigging up all the uh, players as they were coming off the ice and whatnot. So uh, Alec, Mr. Excited, standing in the tunnel as they came off and whatnot. No. So, yeah, big win for Coyotes and we talked about how Keith got the puck.
2: You mean big win for the Leafs over Coyotes? Oh, yeah.
1: God, I gotta have another beer. Hang on. <laughs> um,
2: no, but going back to the Mitchy thing, quick. Like yeah. the one great thing was the the, the uh, morning skate of the of the day, where uh, Tyson Barry, Morgan Riley, and Jake Muzzin all go over, and he has like a personal thing that they do together, on and like like when they're usually on the ice together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Morgan goes over with a bottle and sprays Mitchy in the face or something. Yeah. <laughs> and like Muzzin, Muzzin says something to Mitchy, like does some weird like. Crazy hand action, because you know it's Mitchy. Yeah, and um, it sounded dodgy, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, great, <laughs> yeah, does as well. Okay. And then, uh, and then, the Tyson Barry, because um, you know, yeah. Tyson Barry and Mitch Martin, apparently they have really good friends. Yes, if you go back to the whole Newfoundland thing, remember where they were, the the fish thing. Uh, what do you call? Oh, it? In getting
1: screeched in with a card. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was
2: him, Matthews, Freddy, all got screeched in. Mitchy. Well, that's great. right.
1: That's right. When they're out at the Growlers, um, yeah, tra- uh, training camp. Yeah, no, really cool. So that was uh, Leafs versus Coyotes, and then next up was Leafs versus Avalanche. Uh, yep. And another win.
2: Yes, and this is good because this was um, the first time Alex Kaffert and and uh, Tyson Barry have been back. Yes, These, This this their former team. Yeah, yeah. And you see the uh, uh, what's it called the the return of Nazem Niz- Kadri. The what? Return Oh, of the Naze- return
1: of Nas, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nazim the dream. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, some, yeah. What happened with Naz in that game? Something weird happened.
2: No, I don't recall anything I happening. Thought,
1: I thought I thought I remember something weird happened. What it was, I I do remember him being interviewed before the game because they were in Toronto, weren't
2: they? Hey. No, this this was a this is a. Do you remember
1: game? this um this thing about Tyson Berry and. Uh, and Naz swapping yeah flats. Swapping,
2: swapping houses were yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so they both have luxury f- luxury apartments in down each one of them Nas has a, a luxury apartment in downtown Toronto and um, Barry has a luxury apartment in downtown Arizona Colorado mm-hmm. sorry Colorado and uh, and because they were buddies before yeah they've literally swapped apartments yeah yeah I know And they're living in one another's apartment so um, yeah. I heard Dangle talking about that too, and so when, uh, so the question is, when Naz is back in Toronto, does he like stay with uh, Barry in his own f- apartment? And the answer is, of course not. He stays in the hotel. Oh, this he stays this, with the this wasn't in uh, Toronto. Yeah, no. Sorry, I got, got it the wrong way around. But you know what? Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so when Barry's back, does he stay in his own house? But of course not. He, they're on the road, so he stays in the hotel with the team. You never
2: know. You don't no, ever know. He probably he probably stays in the hotel.
1: I'm pretty sure he probably does. Right. So score that game.
2: Uh, final score five three in favor of Toronto.
1: Okay, so that's two wins on the trot for Kiefi. Yep. Uh, then they head to Detroit.
2: Do you want to go through a couple? of The uh, least scores, there
1: Nah, let's burn through. You? Uh, do you mean stat game stats?
2: No, just a single guy for me
1: in okay, this game. Okay, yeah, go on then.
2: I mean, you got Austin Matthews scoring his normal his sixteenth goal.
1: Yeah, see, I'm so down with that. I don't even need to hear it. I just know he scores every. Nick game. Shore. Oh my God, I forgot to oh, do sorry, fantasy. Yeah, go, go. I forgot to do fancy hockey last last night.
2: No, it was fine. It was the night where like no one plays. Ah, phew. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, um, yeah, Nick Shaw scores his second as a Leaf, fourth line there. Nice. Uh, Tyson Barry scores against his former team to get his second goal of the season. In his, your in your face. His second goal under Sheldon Keefe in his second game under Sheldon Keefe.
1: Oh yeah. Gosh, that's good luck. Uh,
2: with Neilander and Matthews are getting that. There's nice assist. He was on power play one in this game as well. Sweet. Uh, Kasperi Kapanen scores because you know it's Kasperi Kapanen. Also sweet. Uh, Kadri gets two assists so he gets second third of the game. Oh yeah. And Zach Hyman scores his second of the season.
1: Good old Zach. Uh excellent. So like I say, two games under Keith, two wins. Leafs head to Detroit.
2: Yes. And this is a this is a good game all around.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the shot
2: totals for the Leafs here?
1: Uh I can't remember them at the moment. I do remember seeing them before. It uh, was it a thousand each?
2: No, it was uh, 54-25, a fifty four twenty five in favourite trial. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, we doubled it. Fifty-four <laughs> shots—a barrage of shots, <laughs> shooting gallery. T- that's a shooting
2: gallery, and it, it reflects in the score of six 0
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
2: So Travis Demets scores his second. Yep. Assist going to McKeever and Tavares. hmm Tyson Tyson Barry scores his third, with assist going to the Goat and Timoshov. Yep. Uh, John Tavares scores his seventh, with assist going to Tyson Barry and Ilya McKeever.
1: hmm
2: That was just the first period. That's excellent. William Nylander scores, <coughs> his ninth, of, his ninth, nee. ninth of the season. Assist going to Morgan Riley and Andreas Jonsson. Brilliant. Nylander scores again, to well, get his tenth. as well. Tenth goal of the season. You know why not? Yep. Um, assist going to Jonsson and Riley.
1: Who's got Nylander? Have I got Nylander? Me. You've got him. Right. Oh, I traded you Nylander. All right, I'll there have that re- now. There was a reason there. Why? Because you. M- oh, because Mitch is. Mitchie Mitch is injured.
2: <laughs> Mitchy Kerfer. Okay. I
1: want him back. Mitch, hurry up and get well so I can get. Nylander back on my fantasy team. In
2: one or two weeks, I think, until he returns. There's
1: not many people that would just loan you a player because your player is off injured. I
2: tried trying trading for Dreisaitl just to see what happens, and but it didn't work.
1: Who did you try and trade with? Rachel. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no
2: right? I just thought, why not? He's like leading point guy in the league, right? <laughs> I thought, why not? I'll try. Okay. Uh, um, sorry. And then Janssen scores uh, the 6-0 goal
1: his 6th season. 6-0 blowout. So, lo- let me just recap here quickly. New coach, so Babs gets fired, new coach swoops in from the Marlies, straight from the Marlies. Yeah. Three game sweep so far. On the road. The third of which was a 6-0 blowout. Yep. Sounding good to me. What happens next? Do
2: you know how many goals they scored over those three games?
1: Uh, Well, I could probably total it up if I was any good at mass. Is it 100?
2: <laughs> it's f- They scored a total of 14 goals in three
1: games. Not good at math. Uh, Sabres
2: yeah this is the one this is the first blow off for Keith. but I mean Keith, he's got to learn to lose you know in the NHL right he,
1: well he's the coach of Toronto you have to learn to lose yeah as well as win
2: especially if you supported from the times life's between not all about winning <laughs> yeah, as, especially if you um, especially if you uh, supported the team from the years between 1967 and the current
1: well that doesn't include me how old do you think I am
2: That's what I mean? Mean, no as in from
1: oh, okay, you're saying in between that time, time, time period, yeah. Oh, yeah, All right, okay. I mean, you're yeah. having some pop at my age, there. No, <laughs> why would I do that? I don't know, um, because you're like that. <laughs> thank you.
2: Uh, well, for once, uh, this, this seems to be uh, good if you look at the score. So the score was, was six four, uh, oh, yeah, ten, well, 10 goals scored. One of the goals was an empty net, so technically it was only five four, right? Right, um, and uh well the the Leafs were un- under Keith, they are uh, sorting out their issue of being scored on first,
1: so we watched this game right uh we? we watched both of them, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, good game, but uh another left it a bit uh too too little too late, right We let them get away from us too early, yeah, um, yeah we just couldn't catch them in the end, came back with our best stuff in sort of the third period, yeah, uh too little too late, classic Leafs,
2: yeah. Uh, And unlike classic Leafs So as I said We didn't concede first We scored the first goal uh-huh. Uh John Tavares scores His 8th in the first period uh, So it's going to Ilya Mikhail His 13th Yeah For 1-0 second, uh-huh. second period Tavares scores again Uh, His ninth of the season So it's going to uh, Kasperi Kapan. And then they score 4 Right And then Dmitry Timoshev, uh Scores his 2nd And Jason Spetzer And Morgan Riley Get the assist Yep They score again to Make it 5-3 Yeah Kapanen scores his eighth uh, go with assists going to Patan and Hall.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, they score an empty net.
1: Mm. Yeah, sad game. So then, uh, oh. so this is a home and away series.
2: Michael Hutchinson was in back in that in this game. Oh, that's right. So he's still not good enough.
1: No, he got, he got, he served up there, really.
2: No, Dangle, Dangle and a few other people have been talking about this. He seems to be great in the first period. Uh huh. Like he's the opposite to Bernier. So what, oh, yeah. what? So what we need is we need, um, uh, we need Hutchinson and net for for the for this, uh, start and then we need to put Bernie in for the rest cuz he was always good in the rest of the game there we go too, cool it, <laughs> it should be like
1: baseball <laughs> if you you don't know anything about baseball not really but pitchers in baseball
2: oh they change
1: they they have like it it's they're like their own little special team you got a relief pitcher right? and uh so there's a relief pitcher there's all sorts of different pitchers right and so you uh, a coach will put in uh so a left-handed batter will come out and so he'll put a left-handed pitcher in just for that batter and then yank him back out again <laughs> and things like that. So you could go through, you know, I don't know how many. I'm going to I'm gonna get it wrong. People that know more about baseball are just going to think I'm an idiot. But you could go through half a dozen pitchers in a game. Oh. And so that's what we should do. We, sh- we could have a whole bench full just of goalies. Full of goalies. <laughs> no, and we'll so we'll we'll you start off with Hutch. He's in there for the first f- 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, I'll have that.
1: Then you... Uh, Chuck out Bernier, who by that time is just starting to relax, but normally he's already let in four goals. Yeah, and let him play probably to middle of the middle of the second period. Then we should put and then finish th- off with Frederick. No,
2: we're putting Casimir Kaskusio because you know he has oh, oh. got to develop. Yeah, a bit. Well,
1: well, we'll be out of the woods then. Yeah, so he so be l- up four go- you goals can band. let him you can
2: let him develop a bit, and then if and then you can put Freddy in just for the last bit of the Man, You
1: can can you imagine seeing that? It'd be that it'd be like standing room only at the goalie <laughs> end of things. Uh, there'd be goalies sitting on one of those laps on the end.
2: Like you, you you wouldn't be able to have a full line. You'd just have like three lines uh three lines of fours, three lines of D, and just the rest of goalies. It's <laughs> a fourth line of goalies.
1: Yeah, your fourth your whole fourth line is five goalies. Yeah. That'd be awesome actually. I pretty sweet, actually I'm pretty sick. Anyway, moving on. So home and away series against the Sabres get uh, we lost what was a really good game, actually a really enjoyable game to watch. Yeah. Um Away to Sabres, and then we come home to Toronto.
2: Yep, key's first game.
1: At home. At home. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, how'd that go? Uh,
2: at least win 2-1 in OT. Boop, boop. So, uh, once again, uh, the w- we, uh, we score first with a scoreless second, uh, scoreless first period, sorry. And then we go into the second period. Uh, William Nylander scores his uh, 11th goal of the season. Willie nee On my team again, So I'm just saying. Was on. Uh, he's actually on my team. <laughs> assist going to Matthews and Tavares, so you're okay there. Yeah, I'm sorry, still yeah. still getting points. Um, and then they score in the third period, it's tied up, and then John Tavares scores his tenth goal of the season. Boom! On oh, my team, my fantasy team, with, s- with assist going to Kasperi Kapanen on my team and Andrei Johnson on your team.
1: Yay! And, uh, uh, still struggling to get up the league in the in the fantasy. Freddie team.
2: Anderson gets second star of the game.
1: Uh, so that sums up most of the Leafs games up till now. And yes. we talked about Babs getting fired, and, and we know that uh, we got Keith in there. So that's a good old run of games for Keith. So he's had five games and four wins?
2: 4-0-1, four, oh yeah.
1: That's okay.
2: That's pretty good that's compared a, to Babs. That's a Bab damn Cox good start, isn't it? Compared to Babs, 9-10-4. Yeah.
1: So um, <laughs> talking about Mitchie's dodgy foot, he's back training. Is that right? He's
2: back not only training, but training with the team. Okay. And so he, he was back training with a trainer last week. Yeah, and now he's back training with the team. Injury, like, sh-
1: injury shirt on though. Uh,
2: no injury shirt, but I don't think he's been like fully participating just yeah. yet. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd be a bit nervous about that, but hey, you know,
2: he's probably all right. Uh, suspensions abound. Alex Kerfoot uh, was suspended two games for a hit on his former team, in Colorado. Uh, oh, let me okay, just way
1: back in the Colorado game.
2: Yeah, let me just find the details here. It was.
1: So he's off that suspension already.
2: Uh yeah, he came back.
1: It's barely worth talking about. It's yeah. taken us so long to get these podcasts out at the moment. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's already back. Uh, uh, but yeah, he was suspended two games for fact a he's bad hit. now. Yeah, that's it. He's done. Uh,
1: that's it. Uh, so he's back. Yes. Um, we Hi. talk. Uh, Barry got his his first goal as a Leaf against Arizona. He yeah
2: uh he uh got his uh five points in three games played under Junkie
1: I'm looking at I'm looking at a note written by you here. Yeah. And it's frightening to me. And I'm th- hoping that this didn't actually happen because on this note I've got from you it says Pierre Engvall scores his fist as a leaf.
2: He does <laughs> actually.
1: I don't even <laughs> 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 I don't even want to think about poor Pierre.
2: <laughs> Whatever that is.
1: No, 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 he scores his first goal as a leaf. Oh, oh, okay. So he first, points. not fist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Phew. <laughs> okay. Gosh. <laughs> I was thinking of picking a new team. <laughs> That's it. We're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: okay. No. Um. Yeah. So he scores his first goal as a leaf versus Arizona. Yep. And this was, uh, this was his. He, I think, he played his, in his first ever NHL game versus Arizona. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Keith from the Marlies. He's also from the Marlies. Uh, Engvall. Yep. He brings up Engvall because he thinks he's good enough, and then he uh, scores. So. I'm,
1: gonna, I'm gonna sneeze.
2: Not into the mic, preferably, please. It,
1: it's dusty in the studio. Here tonight.
2: That's no, just wood chips, is it? Probably. Okay. I just spiked myself on something. Right.
1: Um, okay, well listen, we got to get Cliffy on.
2: You got you got time for one last little leaf stat quick?
1: Uh one last leaf stat, then um then we'll get Cliffy on and I w- then we can get dig, dig a dig a bit further into fantasy league and a couple of other things. But uh, what do you got? You
2: want to hear uh, a a nice
1: little uh, Leafs record set by Tyson Barry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so we got Scott Antcliffe with us Thanks, again. Scott, um, are you there?
2: Score a goal in three I am indeed. I Good evening, guys. Oh,
1: fantastic to have you back on. For those people that um, listen to us regularly, you'll know that Scott oh, that Antcliffe point, is uh, a, uh, a hockey pundit and a friend of ours yep. who lives in the in the north part of the country near Sheffield. And uh, for those um, for those people that uh, tune in, you'll know that this section of the show is called Cliffy's Notes, and Scott uh, usually does a nice roundup for us of what's happening around the UK, and Scott's also a Leafs fan. Whoop, whoop. So, uh, so, Scott, <laughs> so Scott, great to have you back on again. How's, how are things going with you?
0: Yeah, things are good. Um, obviously, hectic at school. Um, for the listeners who don't know, I'm a primary school teacher, so this kind of back end of the year, it's uh, a little bit manic. But other than that, um, I'm good. Just recovered from man flu, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's always
1: good. So you're just, just thinking about your uh, teaching there. So it, um, Christmas concert coming up. I can't remember what year that you're teaching uh kids at the moment, but uh what's the uh doing a concert?
0: Yeah, so we normally do like a nativity. So I'm currently teaching year four, so okay. um eight to nine year olds, yep. so they're a nice age. Um and yeah, we've got things like nativity, we've got um sort of assessments coming off and various things. Yeah. So it's just sort of a, a crazy hectic time of the year <laughs> and um but, you know, it's, it's good. I it's, uh, can't complain. Awesome. You know, it's uh, pays the bills and, um, you know, it's, it's a good job. Yeah, yeah,
1: cool. So. Cool. Uh, so, let's get on to hockey. What's um, Tell us what's been happening around the uh, around the UK leagues and whatnot. What's news?
0: Yeah, so it's been pretty busy. Um, there's been a lot of fixtures, even last night. So, um, on Wednesday evening, uh, there was a game against uh, Nottingham Panthers against Manchester Storms. So and Nottingham came away 5-1 with us. So, they've had... A bit of an upturn of form recently. They brought in a few players after a pretty terrible start by their own standards. So they brought in um, a guy called Jake Hansen, who previously played for the Coventry Blaze. And uh, they've also brought in um, a player called Bo Hovart. And um, yeah, so they've really kind of galvanized the team and they brought the best out of some misfiring players previously. Um, so they've got a big uh, 5-1 win against Manchester. Um, but then taking it back to the weekend, um, on Sunday, Nottingham played against uh, the Sheffield Steelers. And the Steelers came away a 3-1 uh, with a 3-1 win. Um, then Dundee against Belfast. Um, Belfast came away with a 4-1 win. Manchester against Coventry. Manchester with a 4-1 win again. Um, Fife against Guildford. The Guildford Flames came away with a 4-3 win, away in five. And Cardiff, Hamid um, Glasgow 7 3. So, some uh, interesting scores on a Sunday.
1: That's awesome. Uh, s- then on the- go on, sorry. sorry. Go on. No, no, you go on.
0: I uh, was just going to say then on a the Saturday, uh, Guildford took on the Coventry Blaze and they had a 5 4 victory against Coventry. Steelers lost 7 3 to Cardiff on, on Saturday. So, that was quite wow. a painful game. Uh, yeah, so that was quite a tough game. Uh, And then Manchester shut out the Dundee Stars 4-0. And Fife beat Belfast 5-1.
1: Wow. So um, what what, what are the leagues looking like then? Or sorry, the tables looking like?
0: So currently the Sheffield Steelers are top of the league. They've got 28 points. Uh, However, they do have four games in hand on the nearest and dearest uh, rivals, which are currently um, the Cardiff Devils. So it's pretty tight at the top, but like I say, Steelers um, are currently top, but they've run into a bit of injury trouble of uh, of late. So they've got five players sidelined through injury. So that's forced um, coach Aaron Fox to bring in a new player called Janne Koklainen. And he's come straight from the Finnish SM Liga. So that's the top league in Finland. And he's got 830 games experience in that league. So a very, very experienced forward they brought in
1: fantastic uh he must be uh getting up there in, u- in age though as well who's played that many games yeah Top so he,
0: he's, yeah he's 33 years old um, but he's a power forward so he's uh, six foot three 220 pounds um Ooh. so you know he might bring a different element to the team what you know we've kind of been lacking um which certainly brings a wealth of experience which you know is nothing to be sniffed at really um, so, yeah, so a big addition there. But then in the table after the Steelers, like I mentioned, there's Cardiff Devils. They've got 19 points, um, sorry, 25 points in 19 games. Then Belfast Giants currently sitting third with 24 points in 20 games. Then after that, it's fairly close. There's not much separates. Teams from fourth to eighth, um, only about five points difference. Uh, Glasgow clan in fourth and then languishing at the bottom of the table are the Dundee Stars with 16 points in 21 games and Manchester with 17 points in 20 games.
1: Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So just jumping in here, do you, um do you, did you uh, notice that uh, I was in uh, Belfast uh about I think a little over a week ago. So I'm now spending more time yeah. in Belfast because um my work has a uh, as an office there now as well. And it just turns out that on the I was there for one night, and on the one night that I was there, Belfast Giants were playing Sheffield, in Sheffield. Oh no! Typical. <laughs> Literally out what? my out my office window in Belfast, it overlooks the uh, the rink there, and uh, and they were and Giants were away to Sheffield the uh, the one night that I was there, gutted.
0: Oh. That is so. That's so unfortunate. And um, Belfast, it's a great city to watch hockey, and um, it's a great culture. They really embrace the sport in Belfast, and um, the fans there are very vocal. And yeah, they're, they're a great city. And um, there's an interesting link as well between, uh, well, it's probably a nice segue into it between um, the new Leafs uh, coach and the current Belfast Giants coach is Adam Keith, brother of Sheldon Keith.
1: That's right. So we mentioned this earlier. We knew that you knew a detail like that, and we couldn't remember what it was. So that that connection. What's that? So explain that connection again. So new new lease coach Sheldon Keith. Yeah. Is he's the older brother of
0: Belfast Giants coach Adam Keith. So Adam Keith has been a long-standing player for Belfast for many years, uh, for about eight seasons, and um, then he took over the Rangers as head coach a few years ago and um yeah so his older brother sheldon keith so crazy crazy small world isn't
1: it that's it is amazing as soon as we heard that um that sheldon keith had been made uh made new coach we thought we both thought ding hey cliffy said something about um his brother so where are the keith brothers from
0: uh believe they're from uh from ontario i think they're ontario boys about couple of hours outside of Ontario. Yeah, so uh, sorry couple of hours outside of Toronto,
1: sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was the case too. We'll have to uh, we'll have to look it up on the old Google box, but um, yeah, so I can't remember the last time an Ontario guy would have been uh, would have been coach of the um, of the Leafs. Mm, I've just checked
0: his it's um, from Brampton.
1: Uh, okay. Keith. So that yeah, is so, uh, That's only about I think about I would say less than an hour from Toronto oh wow, wow. Uh, going uh, going west towards london um yeah no that's that that's really cool um just just while we're on that we should um, we we were talking about uh the fact that uh, obviously that the upside is is that Sheldon Keefe is the new coach. the downside side is is that we've suddenly lost ma um Babcock what are your thoughts All about right. uh what are your thoughts about that?
0: a strange one because you could, you could certainly tell the on-ice product had been a, a change, you know. It's almost like that intensity, that sort of teamwork, that chemistry had, had been lost and um, the team looked very flat. Um, there were obviously a lot of poor performances and then it all culminated, obviously, that game um, away in Arizona, so mid-road trip. And uh, I guess the writing was on the wall when Kyle Duba was flying out. You kind of realize, well, the is hopping on a plane to go, you know, <laughs> yeah. halfway across the uh, the continent. So you kind of, that rings alarm bells, really, when
1: Definitely. you know
0: Duba's flying out. And um, so, yeah, so, and then obviously you told him mid road trip. So that was quite a strange time, I guess, to tell. But I guess if you, if you knew, and, and the writing had probably been on the wall for a little while then I guess why delay it any further? And um, But it just seemed like the players had not bought into his style of play. And, and from what I gather, obviously, Babs is you know quite an old sort of discipl- uh, disciplinarian style coach. And I guess with a new sort of uh, crop of players coming through, your Matthews, your Marners, your Nylanders, your younger guys who are coming through, they maybe don't respond to that um, like the older sort of guard used to, essentially. So I think a Babs coach at for, you know, a certain type of player and um, a, a certain generation of player. But I think now the younger players who've got the proven records in juniors like Sheldon Keith has and then in the AHL where his win percentage is phenomenal, you know, I think it's now time for that younger, fresher blood to come through who do sort of, I guess are more players, coaches, if that makes sense, rather than the old school disciplinarian style coaches.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense, and that's sort of. So we we chatted about it for just a minute or two earlier, and um, and we were saying exactly the same thing. And you know, you said a phrase there that that rings uh, true to me here, um, and that is you referred to the on ice product, and that yeah. that that is, you know, it, it just points to the fact that professional sport in this day and age is a business, right? And uh, yep. and quite rightly, there's an on-ice product in the same way that there's an off-ice product in the same way that there's a community reach product and all those sorts of things. Yep. There's such a multi-dimension to a, to a club that a coach is meant to essentially be overseeing. And I, I know that... We really, you know, as fans, we experience it through the on-ice product, but there's so many dimensions yeah. to it and whatnot. And I think that Babcock fit the bill a couple of years ago for a club that was sort of in a, in a, just couldn't find its way really. And somebody had to come in and bring some rigor back to a program. And I think that that was, you know, and he did that job brilliantly and and sort of put us into the first round of the playoffs fairly consistently. But his approach could never sort of go beyond that because he was up against teams that were in a much more modern program, and they just somehow could get that get go that extra yard, you know. That we just couldn't seem to find the extra gear. So, um, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think I I think Ma- Mike Babcock is fantastic. I think that the uh, the club owes him absolutely loads to get to where we are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's part yep. of the reason. We talked about this too. Remember, Finn, we were talking about um, how having Babcock as a coach would have attracted some of these players. Yeah, right?
2: just just with uh, his um uh, his achievements uh, with both Team Canada and uh, the Red Wings, that will automatically draw uh, better players in because they think they have a, a better chance of winning a Stanley Cup with this team.
1: Yeah, so so I mean, someone you think about someone like Mitch Marner or whatever, who is a you know yeah. essentially a hometown guy, so. He he's a sort of a no-brainer that he'd want to play in the lease. But you look at your Austin Matthews and things like that. So a, a yep. total hot shot out of the states and uh, you know part part of the attraction had to have been having you know an absolute iconic coach like uh, Babcock there. You know, and uh, and yeah, so absolutely so he he definitely did the job that we needed him to do for a while um uh, but it was definitely time to move on and everybody could sort of see the writing on the wall what's interesting is over here in um in british football you see this sort of thing all the time right like a coach just everybody knows the heat's on it's like you got to win today or you're or it's over right and they don't mess about oh. so you'll lose a game at, at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon and you'll be out by five you know and and so people are used to that over here we're not so used to seeing that kind of thing in ice hockey, really. No.
0: Even though recently there's been a few coaches go, haven't there? There's been the um, the New Jersey Devils coach go as well. So, um, yeah, I guess now it's such a results-driven business that there's so much more emphasis on uh, results now than there ever has been previously. And I guess in the past, owners and GMs were a lot more loyal to coaches and coaches tended to stay in the same spots for years and years, but now there's much like a carousel of coaches going around the NHL. And um, you know, because it's such a results driven business and the pressure is there. Particularly in Toronto, we know because of the market it is and with all the media as well, is gonna be on the under the spotlight more and it's a you know, it's one of the toughest jobs in hockey, I think, being the coach of the Maple Leafs and you know, any of the backroom stuff for that matter because of the pressure and expectation that's
1: there. Yeah, totally agree. And um, not only is it a a results-driven business, but it's a data-driven business, right? So behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, there'll be some data scientists somewhere on every team, and they're setting up a whole list of KPIs that these guys are chasing every night, you know, and so it'll be shots, it'll be all sorts, you know, um, on-ice percentages, all sorts of things that they'll be watching with, you know, and following all these things, and if they just if you if the data dips too low, it doesn't really matter what's happening actually in actuality uh, because they'll be you know they'll be making decisions based on things like data, you know. Absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: No, I wouldn't want to be a coach, definitely wouldn't want to be a coach in this day and age. It is a hard job. I do have a couple of yep. questions
2: with both of you here. So, going on the subject of, of you making the comparison to football um in this country do you guys think that uh hockey is going to become more of a uh m- more kind of like football in the sense that it's going to be a, it's it's good that there are going to be a lot more coach coaching changes throughout the throughout uh, sorry throughout the season and uh you, you might see players move around more like how how do you guys think this is going to go
1: well it's a, it's a good question i mean um uh, the thing with uh, obviously with the NHL is it, it, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more rules and regulations in place that stop the sort of fluidity that you might see of movement that you might see in the in the likes of football, um, and salary caps that are much more stringent and tight and that sort of thing. But I think talking about coaches, there's no question that um, we'll probably start to see like we've like Scott, you were just saying that we're starting to see it become a bit more commonplace. In the sense that, Mm. uh, to my mind, there used to be this notion that it's like, hmm, you know, we don't want to change a coach in the middle of the season because however bad we're doing now, we'll only get worse for a period of time because everybody has to bet in and all that sort of thing. And I think that that mindset is disappearing completely because they will be just building these data sets, right, game on game. And as a new Mm. coach, you just slot in, you pick up where the data is and, you know, carry on so that notion that uh you know let's wait till the end of the season or whatever that you know that things will uh, will have suffer a big dip if we bring someone new in i think that's disappearing and that was the main barrier to just swapping coaches in and out
0: yeah I completely agree with that and um like you say the data will be there they'll have the targets the KPIs to meet and they've kind of got to hit the ground running i don't think they get a grace period anymore like they used to it you know you come in you implement your systems, what you want on the ice, um, and, yeah, you, you kind of got to rock and roll straight away, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a new game, you know, and uh, and this is every once in a while you get sight of, uh, uh, you know, the sort of old guard and whatnot. You know, switching back to Babcock, I don't know what will happen next. I mean, I haven't really heard much. Um, I haven't heard, heard really a peep about him since he left, and so, you know, uh, it it's hard to imagine what's next for uh, Mike Babcock.
2: Yeah, the, this this was this was going to be my next question to both of you. Um, and the, um, my question was going to be: Will Mike Babcock ever be a, a in the coach in the NHL again, or like will he have to go to some uh, minor league teams, or will he just completely go maybe to the KHL or, or like some completely other uh, country? Like, um, imagine if he came to uh, the Elite League in the UK. Yeah. I mean, number one that would probably be great for one of these elite league teams and it could draw in players which could grow the game of hockey in this country. Yeah. So my, yeah, my question is will will he coach, coach in, the, in the NHL again? And uh bearing in mind all these stories about um for example Chris Chelios um to, uh, after after talking about the Mitch Marner thing which we talked about earlier um and the the story that, w- that went on there. Yeah. Um Chris Jellius says that he they uh, Mike Babcock has verbally assaulted the Red Wings. Yeah. So with all these stories coming coming out by um respected ex-NHL players. Yeah. Or ex-teammates. Um well what what do you think's going to happen to him now? Is he going to coach in the, in the NHL? Is he going to coach ever again or what's going to happen?
1: So, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Um but uh, so anybody know how old uh, Mike Babcock is? Oh, I look.
0: Um I believe he is 56. I've just got it up on um, Elite Prospects. Yeah. If, if, do you know what? If, you, if
1: if you'd said 66, I would have believed it. He looks like the last few mm. years has taken their toll on Mike. You're not not meaning to not sli- to slight the guy, but he uh, he yeah. looks he looks older than his years. Because I was going to say, you know, I don't. What's next? Maybe front office somewhere or something like that. You know, it's um, uh. it's hard to imagine him in uh, a coach like that. It's hard to imagine him. Getting another uh gig as head coach in the NHL, I mean how do you how do you pick him up as a team when everybody knows that he's been sort of let go because he's too old school? And uh yeah. and uh I also for the same reason, because of his winning career and whatnot, I can't imagine him going any move um out of the NHL is a is a backwards step, right? Yeah. And uh and so, you know, I would I would guess he'd be looking to get into a front office somewhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, interestingly, you mentioned about um, about UK coaching in the UK. Um, Babcock actually played a season for the Whitley Warriors, uh, which is near Newcastle, um, in the 1987-88 season. So he played over here in the UK, and in 34, 36 games he put up 34 points. Goals, 98 assists for 132
2: points.
0: Wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he could. You know, you never know. He might end up over here in the UK, but I doubt it. Like I so say, I think the most likely option is probably like a front office, sort of maybe a GM or a, a scouting role. Maybe he's now seen as damaged goods in terms of uh, coaching, and I think his sort of style, that authoritarian sort of style, is, is being phased out to the NHL. So maybe he might drop down to the AHL, or even go back to college, because I know he coached in the WHL for many years with um, Moose Jaw and Spokane and 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 whatnot.
1: So he might go back to junior. Who knows? It's a funny old one because uh, again, um, you know, what we haven't talked about is money, of course, right? And so he's been making the big oh, yeah. money as a uh, as a pro coach, one of the best in the NHL. And uh, anywhere he go, if he stays in coaching, anywhere he goes, you're talking, you know. A staggering drop in income um, yeah, so absolutely. so even going into the likes of the OHL the AHL anywhere like that KHL you're gonna be you know you're gonna be going from a multi-million pound professional or dollar um, contract to you know something minuscule in comparison right so uh, so there's absolutely. that that to think about as well whereas he might be able to pick up you know some big money on a, in a, as a GM role somewhere you know um but i you know i can't think of anybody who's looking but then again you never know right because uh if they were looking or they're thinking about making a change none of us would know about it yeah absolutely
2: uh i i know both of you said that you don't you don't think that he'll uh, move anywhere uh from north america say right uh, that's where the nhl and the ohl is if he's going to move anywhere he's probably going to go there but would it be a would it be an idea For for a league like the Elite League, who are trying to grow the grow hockey and not only the country but try and grow their own league as well, Um, would it be an idea for them to maybe reach out and give and try and um, give him a job opportunity in one of their big front offices? Like, um, I I, Scott, I don't know how the Elite League works if they have um, like a board or something, but if they were to um, invite him to be on the board or something, and especially like if if they were to do it right now. While he's hot in the news in the NHL, that would make people from North America maybe tune and try and tune into some games or follow the Elite League more, and that would grow the game not only um, in uh, in this country because kids who follow the NHL will see Babs' move to the to England, right? And uh, I I feel yeah. it will grow the game in this country, but it also it could uh, draw attention from uh, other
1: countries as well. So I've just had a thought. Uh, so when we're talking about the kind of coach that uh, Babcock was and what his options are so you know uh fantastic pedigree as a winning coach and player himself 56 years old brings rigor to a club can take a club that's in disarray and really put them on the right track all those sorts of things yeah i got one word okay seattle Ooh, that's a shout that is a shout so expansion team right if you're an expansion club and you need to sort out a, a, an entirely new franchise quickly and put all the right systems in place and all the rigor there, uh, and build a new franchise. What about that for Babcock?
2: He would be the right guy to kind of build up a team and put set them in, in their ways before they might think about moving on to someone else who they know can stay, take it that step further. Because I feel like Babcock's thing right now is yes, he used to, like he used to be able to uh, take teams to to the playoffs and to uh, the cup, right? But as cool. as we've been talking about his old coaching style, it it's great for a base layer, and he's because he's still got the raw skills of being able to build the team and get them on the right path, as you said. But you kind of need that um, modern day coaching to get them that to the next level and to get them on the right track to the to the Stanley Cup. But I think as a starting coach for Seattle, I think he'd be a great uh, guy to do it because he'd be able to build that team perfectly and uh, at least set them on the right path. Maybe a Vegas story, Vegas yeah. Mark two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? But you heard it here first. My prediction. Wow. Babcock for Seattle. No. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> right. Well listen, uh, Cliff we we've kept you on a while. Um we're probably we we should jump off and, and uh taper this one off. So um thanks again so much for coming on the uh for coming on the podcast this week. And uh it's always great to have you on and uh and we look forward to having having you on the next episode as well. Yeah, no, my pleasure as always, boys great so uh we'll speak to you soon yeah we'll do take care see ya okay cheers quivy, see ya always great to have cliffy on uh what a great guy um he's uh it's just uh re- to remind everybody i met scott when i was um working in sheffield for a bit last year a place for sheffield ice tigers great team great bunch of guys and uh, they were g- good enough to let me come and skate with them a couple of times really great guy uh lives up in Sheffield and uh, we're so lucky to have him on the show uh, he comes on pretty much every episode so he's really part of the show right uh fantasy league
2: yeah let's get let's get into this
1: cuz i'm sort of into it now i yeah, was, a, sl- yeah, I was yeah. a slow starter in the football fa- or football fantasy the um a uh, hockey fantasy league thing.
2: Yeah, we're also in a football fantasy league. Probably why you got mixed up there. That
1: is, and I'm I'm totally sucking at that because I don't know anything about football.
2: No, you're actually doing well, but you're not doing anything, which is yeah. why you're doing well. That's yeah. So weird. I don't really look at that. Uh, I mean.
1: So Lee, so um, again, we're in the ESPN. Uh, we have our own league, the UK Hockey Fam uh, Fantasy Hockey League in the ESPN Fantasy Hockey app. So if you look for us on there, you'll find us at UK Hockey Fam. Uh, we opened up at the beginning of the season to see if anybody else wanted to join the league. And so the league consists of uh, Finn and I both have a team. I'm Toronto United, and Finn is uh, cleverly... What are you called again? I'm called the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh. And, uh, and so in there, we've got some really cool... Some other cool folks. So Scott uh, Antcliffe himself is in there with the team. Rachie Cartwright, uh, who is one of the best women's players in the UK, is in there. And currently storming it on the top of the table. We, and we've got some listeners, some pr- Canadian friends, and, uh, and some podcast listeners that are in there too, so it's a great mix of people. And uh, I didn't have a clue of how it all worked.
2: Until I explained it to you. <laughs>
1: until about two weeks ago, and since then I've been r- uh, galloping up the table, I'd like to say.
2: Yeah, you're doing pretty well.
1: I was in the basement for a while. <laughs>
2: yeah, you were.
1: Uh, uh, but I'm doing better now, and so uh, how are things looking across the league? How, how are things looking for you?
2: Oh I'm doing well. I was oh, uh, okay. I've made it up the table a bit. Oh, so you have. I'm in seventh now, which is pretty good.
1: Hey. I've I've gone even further up. I've got another notch up.
2: Yeah, you're fifth now.
1: Holy smokes. Look at me. Legend. Right, so Oh, Rachy's dropped out of first place.
2: Yeah, she was in first place oh, for Ms. all of last week. Right,
1: you need to just do some work there.
2: Scott's dropped down, he was in first for a bit Oh as well. yeah,
1: Scott, who uh, claims that he's done literally nothing, is uh, dropped another place. <laughs>
2: I do believe he has probably done literally One nothing. of your
1: teammates from your hockey team, I think, is ahead of me. In fourth, yeah. And then it's me, I've changed my logo, you'll notice.
2: You changed it like ten times.
1: It's now a donut.
2: It's because the only I thing that's you a, eat is a that's a, a glazed oh.
1: chocolate donut.
2: You changed it like four times, it was
1: like a shoe at some point. Yeah, it was a shoe uh then uh the halifax is that elliot yeah and uh no no no
2: not elliot sorry um elliot is york vikings at the top
1: oh gosh yeah he is winning uh then uh toronto maple leafs then uh that montreal is Your one of my friends from canada phil if you're listening and uh then a family member. Uh, the Baston Bruins in dead last place pretty sure because he has never looked at this app since the season started
2: he auto no he picked the f- he took the first overall pick and then left he it to auto draft he did yeah who he do, wait, did, who did he take first overall he
1: did take the pick Rantanen he took
2: Mika Rantanen and Sidney Crosby hmm. this team is sick but everyone's injured on this team
1: yeah so um anyway looking good with points uh you've got 681 points at this stage in the season i've got 600 and uh, sorry 763 and league leader uh york vikings with 1047 points so a bit of a gap opening up at the top
2: all right so i, I want to I wanna look at something quick <sighs> okay so i mean fancy as we said we're both really into it at the moment
1: i don't know about right into it but uh but we're enjoying it and uh and it's going along but what were you going to say i,
2: I want to look at a couple things with us okay so you can see your fancy point score right yeah and I I'm just curious. Is do you the, mean total score. Uh, the the no no no. Uh, so p- per player. Or oh, per player. Yeah. You can okay. see their total fancy score because it's they yeah. they, cause oh, they yeah. don't do it on points right. Yeah. So that's right. I want you to go and when you go to roster, just click the twenty twenty stats. Wait wait I don't know what you're talking and about. you filter it?
1: What do I got go to go go to my team?
2: Uh, roster yeah. Okay. And then I don't next even know what that means. N- next to edit lineup.
1: Hang on, dude. You're <laughs> Jumping all over the shop. Roster okay.
2: Yeah. Next to edit lineup, it yeah. says stats or whatever.
1: Uh. Oh, yes, today's stats.
2: Yeah, click on that and then click 2020 stats. Okay. And it should show this you must be really entertaining your total for stats. I know, <laughs> great, right?
1: Uh, oh. Okay. Who's, okay, who's your number one? I don't want to know anybody else, but your number one.
2: No, I want to, uh, no, no, no. I no. want to do number one forward, number one DN, number one goal. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Okay. This is going to be boring. Sorry, people. All right. <laughs> so uh, my top is Artemi Panarin with 88.
1: Oh, okay. You've just picked me there. Top scorer, Austin Matthews, obviously. Eighty-seven points. Oh,
2: uh, top defenseman.
1: Uh oh. Oh, you're going to be delighted with this. Yeah. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton.
2: Legend. Yeah, what's he got?
1: Seventy-six points.
2: That's my. That's my number.
1: It is indeed. It's also mine.
2: Dougie Hamilton is also my guy from last season. If you <laughs> guys remember, he uh, was my guy that I wanted on the Leafs. Yep. Uh, yeah, you've just you've just done me there. I have uh. Kael McCarr with, right. s- with 71
1: ooh okay and so what's then goalies goalies Tuka Rask what's he on 36 points
2: oh once again just on me yeah. I got Darcy Kemper oh right with 20 gosh okay and then I got Carey Price with minus 15 which is great
1: well yeah that's <laughs> excellent
2: it's useful that
1: right uh, well I think it's uh, probably time to bug out yeah yep yeah. so uh, thanks everybody for listening uh, we're so glad that you tune in um, every time we put an episode out. uh, We really are overwhelmed by how many people are checking it out these days. And and again, we mention it Um, most weeks. There are people listening uh, in 55 different countries. There's so many people listening because there's so many different places that we don't even know about that you can get the podcast now. We can't even really keep a handle on how many people actually are listening. Um, because if you Google UK Hockey Fan Podcast, you'll find a slew of different places you can now get the podcast. But, but we haven't even posted but to you. Most, <laughs> but, but most of those places have nothing to do with us. So uh, it's great. Thanks thanks for tuning in. And uh, p- please, if this is the first time you've listened to us, uh, subscribe, and you'll get a notification every time a new one comes out. Um, if you've just started listening uh, either on this episode or this season, check out the archive. There's l- there's dozens and dozens of really good shows in there that we're, yep. we're pretty proud of. And um, and we got new kit. and so if the sound wasn't perfect on this episode, believe us, me'll be uh, tweaking it till to perfection uh, for the next episode. So a couple shout outs before we go. We'd like to thank some friends of ours who've supported us in our hockey endeavors. Uh, as always, sports screen, uh, amazing practice tool, it's a screen that comes down in front of your garage door or a wall in your basement if you happen to have one or wherever you need want to protect the surface behind that you can absolutely rip uh, pucks at real pucks, real slap shots rip them at the sports screen ours has a nice um, picture of a goalie in it with some shooting targets cut right into it so uh, they go through the hole, hit the screen and then drop straight to the floor which is great, easy to collect the pucks Yep, amazing people too, Canadian made product, the sports screen, check them out on social media or online uh, who else? Buying skate blades? Oh yeah,
2: dude. I these skate blades. Uh, we rave about them every time, and I know you've given a proper explanation, but I still can't fully like say how amazing they are. Like to people without people, other people like uh using them, right? Yep, they're just they changed my game. My edge work is just so good with them.
1: It's it's a genuine, and I mean, if you were saying that just yourself, you know, people would be like, hmm, dubious. But I can say as a spectator watching you skate, since you've got the Bionics, it has been a game changer for you. You've come from sort of the back of the pack right through the middle and into the front part of the pack. So um, no, a great product, great Canadian-made product available here in shops. Uh, for example, Puck Stop in Sheffield uh, have them. They're the per- people that first installed them in our skates. A great family-run operation in Sheffield across from the big rink there. Puck Stop, they're online. You can buy stuff from them. We bought uh, some stuff from them just the other day. Uh, also available locally here in Swindon.
2: Uh, All-Star?
1: Yeah.
2: Are they called All-Star Pro? Uh,
1: no, it's just All-Star Sports, It's I All-Star Sports, okay. Uh, run by Ian Clark, great guy. Uh, great bunch of people that work in that shop, really know their stuff. Great with skates, great with uh, gear. Uh, check them out if you're anywhere near Swindon. Uh, when we're in um, Ontario, we always go to Herm Sports in London. Uh, yep. They are a fantastic bunch of people too. Really great pro shop there. You want to take your skates, obviously, to somewhere where people know what they're doing. Don't get them sharpened at the rink. Uh, take them to somewhere uh, somewhere where they know what they're doing. Herms are great people. Um, we love bigging them up. Uh, Beer League Republic, we are forever fans of and have been huge fans of them for a really long time. I'm, w- I'm genuinely wearing a Beer League Republic t-shirt right now.
2: I can confirm.
1: It's the OG one. <laughs> yeah yeah the skull and crossed hockey sticks uh and also they have sort of a similar counterpart type of thing here uh uh in rotherham
2: yep crosscheck clothing yes which i am also wearing oh uh, you my wearing, shorts yeah <laughs> okay
1: all right so we don't just uh say it we wear it uh crosscheck clothing in rotherham great bunch of people as well uh we could go on all night but we probably shouldn't so uh once again thanks so much for checking us out Thank you for those people that have sent in messages and um, uh, given us some more ideas for different things to put on the show. Uh, Do check us out on social media. You'll find us easiest on uh, both uh, Twitter and Instagram, where we we, uh, put most of our effort. Otherwise, we've got a website too. Check it out if you want, or drop us an email. Finn, our email address is?
2: Uh, UKHockeyFam at gmail.com.
1: Boom. Right. Thanks for listening everybody. See you next time. See ya. Hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you
2: can name is the good old hockey game.